now. Former President Trump is inside of a New York courthouse and he is watching this $250 million civil fraud trial that is threatening his business empire. Trump and his adult sons, along with other Trump org executives, are accused of inflating financial statements to obtain favorable loans and insurance deals. Now Trump is set to take the witness stand next week as the final defense witness. Let's take you live outside the courthouse with CNN's Kara Scannell. So Kara, we've seen the former president make multiple public statements opining on how the trial is going. Uh, how have things played out so far? Well, Boris and Brianna, so far they have had what their final expert witness testifying. This is an accounting professor from NYU, and he has given the Trump side their strongest, clearest defense so far from an expert witness. What he is testifying to today is that he said he examined these financial statements that are at the heart of this case, you know, the accusation that they inflated the value of properties on them and then used that to get better terms on loans and insurance. Well, he testified unequivocally that there is no evidence whatsoever of accounting fraud, he said, my analysis shows the financial statements for all of the years were not materially misstated. And the judge intervened here and asked him, are you saying that the attorney general's complaint has no merit? He said, that is absolutely my opinion. He went on to say that there are some errors in the report, in the financial statements, but he said that those are not necessarily fraud. Uh, and he said that that is common when there are these unaudited financial statements that are used by sophisticated lenders. So really giving the Trump side their strongest defense. And we heard from the former president when he was leaving at one of the breaks and he praised that expert accountant. Take a listen. Uh, this is a highly respected man. I don't know him, but he's a uh, expert witness and he found no fraud whatsoever. We found no accounting for it whatsoever. And like everyone else, he said, what are we doing here? Now, the judge has already found that the financial statements in this case are fraudulent and found that Trump has committed repeated and persistent fraud. But much of Trump's defense is also playing toward the appeals court because they have acknowledged that they accept that the judge is probably going to rule against them in the civil fraud trial. But they are making their case and creating a record so it can be heard by an appeals court. And on that note, we did learn some news today. The appeals court in New York is agreeing to uh, continue a stay. That is, they're not going to allow the dissolution of Trump's businesses until this trial and the appeal is wrapped up. So that went in favor of Trump today. Now, the attorney general's office um, doubling down on their statements, their commitment that Trump has committed fraud in a response to Trump's comments. The New York attorney general, Letitia James, tweeted that they have already proven a massive scale of fraud that Trump has committed. And um, this case, as you say, will continue with Trump being on the stand next week as the final witness in their defense. Boris, Brianna. All right, Kara Skinnell, live outside of the courthouse there. Thank you for that report. Let's talk more about this now with CNN legal analyst Norm Eisen. All right, Norm, starting just with this expert testimony that you heard there, what is your uh, analogy weight this will have? Well, as we know, experts are sometimes available for hire. Mr. <laughs> Bartov uh, is a, a, an academic who works in this field. But there's been substantial testimony that the uh, financial statements are fraudulent. So to attempt to, to justify them uh, defies uh, the witnesses who've testified they're fraudulent, the experts for the state. 
the judge's own finding where he's already granted partial summary judgment of fraud and if I may say so common sense how can you say that an apartment that is a little more than 10,000 square feet is 30,000 square feet. I don't care how many professors come in. Are they going to put a math professor on next <laughs> to say that 30,000 and 10,000 are equal? So I think the weight of the evidence is uh, that there were material misstatements of uh, not just the apartment, but 40 Wall Street, Seven Springs, Mar-a-Lago. This case is going to be lost by Donald Trump. The battle will be on appeal. And the reason Trump's in court today, the one-two punches, he's going to attempt to back up what Professor Bartov has said to create that appellate record. Well, Trump actually said something about an appellate court decision that he claims Judge Engeron is ignoring. I think we might have that clip. Let's play it. The judge, as you know, was rebuked in that he was overturned by the appellate division of the New York State Supreme Court, which is a higher court, much higher court than where we are right now. The judge refused to acknowledge it. This case would be over, because that was about 90% of the case having to do with statute of limitations. This case should be over. Uh, Norm was shaking his head as that clip well, was playing. <laughs> Look, the, he's been, Trump and his lawyers have been back and forth to the appellate courts over and over again since that decision on statute of limitations came down. If the appellate courts thought that they were being defied, they would have shut the case down. They have declined to do that. Trump is mixing apples and oranges. Yes, there was a statute of limitations issue that paired the case back. As you know, Ivanka Trump, as a result, is out of the case. But it doesn't invalidate the attorney general's entire case, as is so often with the former president. Uh, he is uh, not exactly 100% candid and truthful in how he's describing legal events. Seeing things perhaps the way that he wants to see them. Exactly, exactly there. And so let's talk about the gag order that is in place mm -hmm. here. I think it's really worth mentioning. So he cannot comment about the court staff. He got in trouble for that before. There are things he can still talk about, the judge, the AG, witness testimony, a whole lot more. Uh, what's interesting here is that it seems that having been fined a couple times, he is now staying within these boundaries because they have been enforced. And I wonder if you think that is going to be a roadmap for judges in other cases, specifically the federal uh, election subversion case here in DC. I do, Brianna. We've followed together the vicissitudes of the state gag order and the federal gag order on again off again the state courts and i think this is a preview of what's going to happen with the federal gag order here in dc for the coming march trial mm. uh, the state courts have now turned that gag order back on and today trump was brought to heel he had a press availability before the court no attacks on judicial staff he had one after he appeared in court, again, no attacks, and no attacks in court. So it shows that he can be controlled. He is a rational actor. Uh, and will that hold? Will he make a strategic choice to uh, politically inflame his base by violating the gag order and having some drama? He may do it, but if he does it, today's compliance shows that will be intentional. And these gag orders are consistent with the First Amendment as the New York appellate courts 
that Mr. Trump celebrated uh, have um, found now. So, Norma, we got some uh, breaking news moments before we went on the air about Trump's uh, revived effort to dismiss the federal election subversion case. Essentially, his team is appealing a decision that rejected his effort to dismiss the case on certain grounds. Walk us through what this means for the broader case. Unlike some of the arguments we just heard, this is not frivolous or made up. There's a serious legal question here, one that Trump has lost and that he probably will lose again on appeal. Um, this is something I worked on when I was in the uh, White House Counsel's Office. Presidents cannot normally be the subject of legal proceeding. It's called presidential immunity. It typically applies in the civil case. Trump tried in his federal prosecution for alleged election overthrow here in D.C. to take that civil rule and apply it in a criminal case and say, hey, Jack Smith, I'm the president. You can't prosecute me. Judge Chutkin said, no, that's a monarchical idea. No one is above the law. If you break the law, you're a president. You get to be prosecuted. Now he's appealing that to the D.C. Circuit. He's going to try to get a stay. There will be a big fight about it. But fundamentally, I think Judge Chutkin was right. I've written about this, including for CNN. It's inimical to American law that there would be one person in our country who is never able to be held accountable for violating criminal laws simply because they're president. He also lost an important immunity decision in the civil context, but in criminal, it's even more important. He'll fail, but it's a real issue. It's gonna occasion a lot of attention. There'll be a big fight over whether the whole thing should be stayed. So it's something else that we'll be watching together in the weeks ahead. Yeah, definitely. And we hope you'll come back to break down the decision once it's made. Norm Eisen, thanks so much for the analysis. Thank you. Of course.